before we kick off today's episode, I just wanted to take a second. So if you're new or, you know, as we get this uh, podcast relaunched, I want to invite you to listen to episode 67. That's episode 67, where I kind of break down and give you the format and the new changes and everything that's going on for this year with Mindset Radio and a whole host of other things. Also, do me a favor, stick around for after the show for some updates, some announcements, kind of the new formatting and everything else that is available. And, you know, also this year, I believe that this is a a year of building capacity versus taking more on. And so I've created a 30 day yes, no challenge. You can head on over to mindsetradio.com slash yes or no. Check out the 30 day challenge. I think you might enjoy it. Have some fun with it. Uh, break it up and and change it up. So other than that, please enjoy today's episode. Thanks for listening and stick around for after the show for a few more announcements. You're listening to Mindset Radio, the podcast created to expand your thinking and open up new perspectives. We recommend you consult your ego as listening may cause greater self-awareness, moments of self-reflection, and potentially uncomfortable insights, as well as behavioral and performance shifts leading to incredible results. Listening may also enhance relationships with yourself and others, leading to an extremely satisfying and fulfilled life. Now, here's your host, Jeff Bandman. All right. Welcome back to Mindset Radio after a uh, little hiatus. Uh, I told Eric this morning, I said, hey, man, this is my first uh, recording back in a little while. So if I screw it up, give me some support, you know, throw me a bone here back and forth. Uh, but welcome to 2024. We're actually recording this here on the 30th. Uh, I am sitting in my packed up house, so there's no pretty background or anything else, but we're just going to crank away. And, you know, it's, I think it's important here as we start this year, one of the things I've been thinking about and, and shared with Eric and we're going we're gonna to discuss today is, you know, rather than approaching January as, as oh, I'm going to go out and conquer the world and I'm going to do this or I'm going to, you know, take this new thing on. And, you know, we know the data, you know, data doesn't lie. We know the data says whatever resolution you create is going to be gone probably in, by February at the latest, uh, more in about two weeks. Uh, and so uh, I'm going to make the challenge this year that we instead of trying to add more to our plate in January, that we start to take things off that we actually use January as a space to create more capacity for the year ahead, right? That we open ourselves up because, you know, this is a long road. I think for too long in our culture, we've been looking for the immediate solutions, right? That I can get in, I can do this thing, and then it'll produce this result. And then we've just trapped ourselves in this cycle of failure almost, which then brings about shame and guilt and, you know, I didn't achieve this and, oh, I can't do that. And, and so instead of really going that direction, I'd like to take this year and let's just pause in January. <laughs> and, you know, there's no other human being on the face of the earth that I think this conversation needs to be had with than Dr. Eric Horm. Uh, you and I have been friends for a long time. And, uh, you know, I know that, that sleep and capacity and adaptive capacity and, you know, um, you know, human physiological uh, adaptation is one of is your world, right? That's why our brains sync up so much. And I really wanted to bring you on today and throw some, borrow some wisdom from you for me and the rest of the listeners, right? And extract some goodness and talk about some things. So, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I actually just looked down. I have I use the full focus planner. And I haven't started the one for next year. I get them in quarters and I look Mm -hmm. down and it says, it's a quote by Maria Shriver. I'm literally looking at this right now. It says, 
before you go out and press that fast forward button, have the courage to first press the pause button. Uh-huh. How crazy. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, like I think that, um, that I think this is a very wise approach to the new year. Um, and I, for me personally, I overdid it this year. Um, I overcooked my smells <laughs> myself and uh, I suffered yeah. in a lot of ways. And I was, yeah. do, I couldn't have been able to do what I had to do this year if I hadn't been building capacity. But right now, to your point, I feel like I need to kind of slow down, re-energize, build some more because there are seasons in life. And I just came out of a season of just extreme pressure and there's probably people listening to this. They're like, maybe I'm in that season or we're yeah. either coming out of it. We're in the middle we're going in it. or we're going yeah, in somewhere. it. Right. And that that's kind of life. Um, but you just want to start with what is adaptive capacity? Yeah, let's do that. Let's, uh, you know, I, I said to you this before the show and maybe we can work on this one. You know, I like you, what a horrendous year. I mean, hell, what a horrendous 49 years, right? Is what I'm realizing, um, that I had been operating on literally zero capacity probably my entire life. And, you know, and I think for me, what I realized this year is, uh, capacity outweighs capability. Mm. And, you know, that's where we get in this trap of fighting ourselves. And so, yes, I really want to start with understanding kind of what that is. So if you don't mind throwing it, let's go. Yeah. So, you know, the body is an adaptation machine. Like it is designed to adapt to the environment. And if, and if you need a, an example of this, just look at a small child, right? You know, you've, I've had three, you have one or I have a couple, sorry, you have a daughter too, three. You, we three. both have three, my goodness. Um, right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when they're little, like they're stumbling around and then like the next day it's like, oh, oh, they're teetering. And then it's, there's these feedback loops from the environment. And then the nervous system goes, I'm going to reorganize systems in a way so that I can accomplish these tasks. If you mm-hmm. want to get stronger, you go lift something that's a little bit heavier. And the next day, you know, over time, the system's adapting, you get stronger, et cetera, et cetera. The problem, and so in order to adapt, you have to have stress. And the stress has to be specific for the system. Um, and so what happens is, is over time, you know, you take on stress and stress plus rest is growth. It's pretty, it's a very simple formula. There's not a lot of complexity to it. The problem is, is we get burnt out when the amount of stress that we're taking on exceeds our capacity to adapt to it. Mm-hmm. And you can feel it. I can feel it. It, it We kind of get there slowly, but then when it hits, it's hard to recover from. And um, I wouldn't say right now that I'm burnt out, but I'm definitely in a place right. where I need some rest. And that is okay. And so first of all, my friend, Dr. Alex Arbach says that stress is really our brain and our body preparing us to do something effortful. Mm. So we shouldn't demonize stress. It's the gateway to growth. Uh, yeah. The stress response is your body preparing you to do something that's hard or requires effort or whatever. So there's these generic responses in the body uh, designed to mobilize the brain and different body systems for action. 
immunological action, social, physical, and the brain is kind of the master governor of all of this. And so what we're trying to do with the idea of this adaptive capacity is, is that you, you know, if all the stress you could, your body or brain can handle is like a small bowl, right? And you were to fill that bowl with water, that water represents all the stress that you can handle. And then I'm like, Jeff, I want you to spread across the room. Be water flying everywhere, and that's kind of like how we feel when we we get overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, it could man if it's physical stress, it could be an injury. If it's psychological stress, it could be burnout, fatigue, anxiety, etc. Uh, too much stress, you're going to get sick. You could literally die. Now imagine the bowl is big enough to where both arms go around this bowl. Like you can barely hold it, and you pour the same amount of water in. Like we could sprint upstairs. Yeah. You wouldn't even notice it, right? It's it's um it's a phenomenon that we all experience. So we want to build more capacity for stress so we can take on stress with less cost. That is what enables us to do amazing things. Um mm-hmm. and I think your your statement, what did you say? Uh capacity trumps what? Capability. Capability. That is a beautiful phrase, man. I mean, I, I think that's, listen, because I, I mean, I know what it's like to be out, right? To be at that, like, burnout, like, on past burnout point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ain't it ain't fun. <clears throat> and uh, it's a gnarly place to be, for sure. Uh, and I think, you know, the, the, it becomes the self-licking ice cream cone. It becomes like the thing that causes more stress in the system because, I'm out of capacity, which is causing me to fail in my, my capability or my work or my connection or whatever, my, my performance and whatever that is. It's not that I'm, and then I'm sitting here going, but I know I can do this. You know, I'd like technically, I just don't have any space to do this. Yeah. I'm writing this down. Like <laughs> I'm learning here. <laughs> and so the question that people now are probably asking is, well, how do I build more capacity? Right. And so it, there's, yeah. there's five pillars there's sleep, exercise, mental fitness, nutrition, and healthy relationships. And I would say these relationships extend beyond human. I would say it's also a spiritual relationship. And I don't think yeah. enough people talk about that. Um, two reasons. One, it can get really woo-woo and mystical. Um, sure. And two, um, I think that there's some people are afraid to talk about it, quite honestly. Um and so we won't, we don't have to go into like the details of all of these, but I'll just start, start with sleep. Um, sleep is like the body's number one recovery mechanism. And there's so much that goes into this that like, there's still, we don't even understand yet, but essentially, you know, people say I'll sleep when I'm dead. Uh, if you don't sleep enough, you're going to die early. Um, there, the research is very clear. You need about seven to nine hours of sleep a night. Um, and no, you probably don't have that rare genetic polymorphism where you only need five hours. It's like, (laughs) you're not that person. If you think you are, you're not. Um, there was actually, you, we try to live like that and then we burn out. Oh, yeah. There was a recent paper. It was actually a presentation to the American Heart Association and it's going to be a peer review paper soon where they looked at people that are trying to lose weight. 
and they and they it was a really neat study and they found that people that consistently slept 7 to 9 hours a night and had a consistent wake up time exercised more were able to stick to their calorie goals and were better with accountability so sleep is where our brain and our body recover um neurologically it's where neuroplasticity occurs so all the hard work that you do during the day the plastic changes that the brain needs to take place all finalized during sleep during learning memory mm-hmm. consolidation it impacts your hormones it impacts everything uh so sleep is like the number one i think thing if you if you don't get enough of it you're gonna die kind of like food right you you eventually will go insane and you'll die so it's one of those things that like and it's very very simple <laughs> you know the best way to create the best conditions for sleep is just go outside as much as you can yeah. When the sun comes up, go outside, spend some time outside. When the sun goes down, start dimming the lights in your house. Let's just simplify it to that. And then it anchors your circadian clock. Um, the next thing is like exercise. And I think that <clears throat> very interesting is like the unique thing about exercise is you are intentionally turning on stress systems. So the same global stress system that happens when you go give a speech or you get in an argument all of those same systems have to turn on to mobilize your body to exercise. What you're doing is, is you're intentionally turning it on and you're intentionally turning it off. And then what we find is there's something called a cross stressor adaptation where engaging in hard physical stress through exercise also enables you to engage in a general way, um, more stressful situations psychologically. Now, Jeff, your career was built on specific psychological training, but globally speaking, there's cross-stressor yep. adaptation. The basic stuff you need to do, you need to walk a lot, you need to do cardiovascular exercise, and you need to resistance train. We don't have to go into all that, but those are the three basic things. So we got sleep, exercise, mental fitness. Mental fitness is the ability to be consciously present and to process information without bias. And then this empowers you to respond quickly and to take actions that are anchored in your values. This is kind of a Mm -hmm. little bit of like psychological flexibility. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ways to train mental fitness. There's breath work, mindfulness training, which crosses over with breath work, but mindfulness is really training your attention and your awareness, gratitude, um, The interesting thing is we still don't have like, like for exercise, for sleep, we know we need seven to nine hours a night. For exercise, we know 8,800 steps is kind of like the breakoff point for longevity. Uh, We know we need 150 to 300 minutes of cardiovascular exercise. And we know we need at least two total body strengthening sessions a week. The amount of time that we need to do for mental fitness, the literature is a little bit unclear starting to see kind of this like 30 to 60 minute window per week as being something that really offers a tipping point. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely like one of your deep domains of expertise, but find something that w- prayer is mental fitness. Um, gratitude is mental fitness. Um, and then, so we got and then nutrition, We don't have to overcomplicate this either, but eating an anti-inflammatory diet, you know, like limit your processed food, eat multicolored fruits and vegetables, 
reduces systemic inflammation, eat protein, fat. It'll just help your body adapt because it's another thing that you can't live without. And then the last thing I'll mention is, is like community. Um, there was a study done. Oh, I'm going to actually find this. I'm going to look this up really quick, but it was with like, uh, they looked at all cause more. Ta- oh, they looked at uh, your ability to manage allostatic load. So what right. is allostatic load like? That is like stress on the system um, and your ability to adapt to it. And they found that people that engaged in a faith community um, consistently engaged in the faith community over time had something like, let's see where it is. Oh, yeah, 5,400 people over 18 years that regularly attended a faith community had a 55% reduction in all-cause mortality. When they controlled for socio-demographic, clinical, and laboratory factors, uh, their blood, like all these parameters were so much better. Now, if you think about a faith community, like I moved back to Houston specifically for the church that I go to. Now, some people are like, why? The community of people were are so amazing of just like living life with other people. Um, I'm not talking about a specific faith. I'm just saying a faith community for me, it's a Christian faith. Um, there's, there was a, a paper that came out from the British psychological society during COVID. And they found that people that had greater social connectedness during lockdown periods, uh, had less worry and fatigue, lower perceived levels of stress. There was like this buffer that was created against poor physical and mental health outcomes and then the last one, I, there was a really cool paper that just came out of the University of Kansas that showed just one meaningful conversation per day with somebody. It's like, Jeff, you and I had a meaningful conversation before we got on here. Boost the your mood. eyed still. Yeah. <laughs> Lowered I'm, all, your, I'm all red-eyed because I was crying <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> lowers your stress, enhances your connectedness. Um, and it's best if you can do this in person. Uh, like mm. this through video is as close as we can get, but texting yeah. and DMing isn't going to get it done. So I'm going to stop there. I wanted to kind of give people this overarching, like the five kind of big pillars and, and this basically builds that bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So the more well, stress you, so, with less cost. With less cost. Right. Yeah. And I want to, I've been thinking about this quite a bit because I've kind of been like looking at my own evolution over time you know, kind of from birth to today. And I've been having these interesting conversations where it's like, if we look at humanity kind of in a macro view, right, at a, at a large scale evolution, right? One, if we're evolving as a human being kind of anyway, what's happening at a grand scale? You know, it's interesting to me, but we, we our system is amazing, right? And this is relevant to me just from my background, my life and the people I've served with and being in the military and, you know, living a life of service, right? And, you know, my body did amazing things to adapt to the environments I was in and give me the capability to operate environments that most people can't, right? I mean, you just, nobody, not everybody's going to run into a burning building, right? A lot of my friends will, but, you know, we stretch that out globally. People aren't rolling up going, all right, cool. We're going to go in and save somebody, or we're going to do these things, or we're going to go to war, or whatever it might be. <clears throat> and the system is amazing at adapting to those environments. And, I mean, it refined itself, 
magically over many years to thrive in that space. But unfortunately, at a big macro view, up until recently, and when I say recently, let's just say the last 20 to 50, you know, 50 to 20 years in this space, we haven't learned to unwind that, right? Because if we look back previously, we would get in those modes and we would end our lives in those modes most often, right? I mean, if you're take, dating back, if you were a warrior, you died a warrior. You know, you didn't, or you became the elder of the community and kind of naturally had some space and time, but we haven't done a good job of how do we wind ourselves up? How do we create that adaptation to go into that environment? But then how do we transition that adaptation and give the system time to catch up so that we can now adapt to our new environment, right? Which is where I struggled coming out of the military and then out of the agency and back to civilian life because my, my whole system isn't adapted to this, you know, Hey, it's okay to go to Seven Eleven. It's okay to get in the car and drive down the street. Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's okay to sit with my back to everyone else in the restaurant, not against the wall and look right. And so we haven't learned yet fully. And I think we're in this age now where we're trying to learn how to unwind that right well and i think that's what it's it's what i think you're doing and all the research you've been doing i mean because i grew up in a world where food and sleep were crutches right uh, you will sleep when you're dead you know you, there's you know it was more about how much more can you do on the least amount of sleep uh, you know and my sleep has been disrupt, disrupted my whole life uh, you know and i'm a non-eater cuz my body was trained to not eat yeah, right? military, especially army. Yeah. Oh my goodness, they just oh, yeah, starve you guys. Out. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I've had to. It was great for all that, and if I want to stay in that a career and die in that a career in a, as a career, cool. Uh, but if I want a different life, if I want to step back now into normalcy, it I can see the amount of time that it's taking to unwind that, and you know, probably one of the biggest interventions that I've. Uh, uh, taken on and you know that I've kind of been on my journey serving myself up to whatever I possibly can to fix this crap uh, and not have this angst or this anxiety or this constant uh, around me and just breathe again uh, you know was the SGB shot this year um, the Stella ganglion blocker you know that is really you know that's deadening those nerve endings at the end of the amygdala and helping bring my my system back to a sense mm -hmm. of normalcy. And, you know, it's been about a, I think we're about month eight now from it. And it's been a wild ride uh, to kind of watch and observe my system heal itself, right? It gives, it's creating a space for me now uh, to be like, okay, I'm, you know, my, I have a, I have a sense that <clears throat> the less capacity we have, the more reactive we are. Mm. Right. We're out of this zone of being able to see what's taking place and formulate a response or choose a course of action. Right. We're just locked in this state of reactivity because there's just there's nothing more that can get in there. And I own, mm -hmm. you know, and that's been my life for a long time. And I've been watching the watching that just start to come down and finding more time and finding more more space to actually be present and hear what's going on and think about it for a second. And even if it's, you know, milliseconds of consideration, 
I'm not just coming right back at you. Mm -hmm. And so this is to me, I mean, I put up a post the other day on Facebook. I said, you know, I think 2024, uh, have you ever seen that though? It started this a couple of years ago, ins and outs, as opposed to resolutions, like what's in and what's out for 2024. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm bringing, I'm bringing my, I'm bringing Kate, my daughter on. We're going to do a, a podcast. She's 19. She's at school of college. We're going to do a in and out podcast for 2024 and talk about some things. But I posted up, I said, you know, emotions are out, uh, self-regulation, you know, capacity mm. is in, I think, right? Because we've, we've gone through this age where we're, we've exercised our emotions. We, without, with, without capacity, you know, emotions, I, I think, are our only place to play. Uh, you know, we don't have that logical order of thought. We don't have that ability to kind of settle in and approach things in a more logical, functional way. We're just in that zone of reactivity, which, you know, causes a lot of problems in a lot of ways. And so this has just been really interesting. And so I think what we're, I think the trend line we're seeing is we're trying to collectively heal our central nervous systems. Mm. And, and if we look at it and we look at where we've been over the last, you know, I realized the other day I wrote my first HRV algorithm uh, when I was doing all that work back in 2004, you know, when, when there was really no concept around this thing. Mm -mm. Uh, and, you know, we were talking about things like capacity. I mean, you and I had these conversations 15 years ago, 10 years ago, at least. I mean, it's been a long time that mm -hmm. we've all been kind of inching down this line and learning and, and moving. And so, that's why I think this is so critically important for all of us right now. I don't care who you are, what your background is or life is. I think in a larger scale, we have been living out of capacity collectively and individually. And so the only thing left has been to be in a reactive, more emotional state. Mm. And, and that's been causing a lot of conflict and a lot of problems with us internally at a relationship level and at a, and at a global scale. No, that's just my theory. I'm just, you know, you, that's just you, my, what you're saying here. I'm, I'm like sitting here writing stuff down and thinking about myself this past year. <laughs> I have had been more reactive. Um, um, it's harder to think uh, critically. You can't, um, reason through emotional situations the way that you'd want to. And, um, there's kind of a heaviness to things. Mm -hmm. oh. And, um, I don't want to, like, I don't want people to feel bad out there if they've been no. through a season of tough stuff. It's when you finally have a little bit of control, you, you need to have people around you that can tell you it's time to pull back. I actually mentioned this to my team uh, Friday or whatever, Thursday. I don't remember whatever day it was. And I said, here's some things I'm thinking about for this next year. How I want to organize my schedule. And I said, how do you all feel about these things? I said, I think I worked too much this past year. And one of the guys is like, oh, yeah, we could see it all over you. And um, and I'm like, yeah, I can't be creative. I can't think. I can't, you know. And um, I just had, there were some things I just had to do. But um, I think that pulling stuff off your plate and doing less things better and Ooh. really connecting with people is something that I'm going to try to, like, even more connected to my children. And I think I'm yeah. very connected, but trying to do more with them because yeah. it's not, 
it is for them. My job is to shepherd and to and to and to be a good father, but also they give back to me. Big time. But, yeah, like when you when your kids wake up and they look at you and smile and hug you, like oh my gosh, we need that physical touch. We need that, you know, when I spend time with my wife and um these all of I think that part of things the community part, like you you talk about cold plunges and saunas and um I get sick of that stuff. Like don't get me wrong, I love a good sauna. I would love to have a cold plunge. I don't have one. I have a cold shower. Uh you I have know, a black of ice. <laughs> I don't even have that. I just turn my shower on and freeze my butt off, right? And I, I like that. Yeah. I like that in the morning. It kind of wakes me up and I'm ready, you know, I'm freezing and I'm I'm ready to go. Um, but I don't have all these hacky things. And I think it uh health has become uh if this is a word, it's not equitable. Mm, yeah. And um and so what is equitable is relationships. You go like we can spend more time with people. Yeah. And when you invest your life in others, yeah, you open yourself up to hurt and all the different things, but you need to find relationships that build capacity. For me, yeah. those relationships have been built at church and in my career in sports. This morning, I used to work in the NFL. One of the guys I worked with is in my neighborhood. He's been a stalwart there. A couple weeks ago, he's like, hey, dude, you want to go walk in the morning on Saturdays? And I, that's why I was a little bit late. I, I forgot that I had this yeah, walking date with my buddy. Yeah. And we go walk for an hour. And we just, and I always try to end it with a hug, you know? And like, mm-hmm. but that just doesn't happen. Yeah. And yeah. so I would just say, like, I'm, I'm hearing you and I'm, um, I'm with you on this. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I sent you this the other day, so I'm going to read this now because uh, I think it's it's so uh, important to all of us. Uh, and it was perfect. I mean, it came up. What I sent it to you yesterday, right? It came up yesterday. Uh, yes. For me in my morning. The P- it's a here. verse out of Peter, right? Yeah, so let me read this to you. Uh, this is out of my morning devotional, and it comes out of First Peter 5, uh, 5 to 9, uh, 6 and 7. Uh, humble yourselves, therefore, mm. <laughs> under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And that's the verse. But then this is what, what came out of this. Uh, in the 19th century, ships were often overloaded, resulting in sinking ships and loss of life. In 1875, to remedy this ne- uh, negligent practice, British politician, and I can't pronounce this guy's last name, <laughs> Tim Saul, uh, led the charge for legislation to create a line on the side of a ship to indicate if the ship was overloaded. That, quote, load line continues to mark the hulls of ships today. Sometimes, like those ships, our lives can seem overloaded, perhaps with fears or struggles or heartaches. We can even fear going under. In those times, it's reassuring to remember our remarkable resource, Heavenly Father who stands ready to help us carry that load. The Apostle Peter said, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Though the testings of life may feel like a burden too heavy to bear, we can have full assurance that our Heavenly Father loves us deeply and knows our load limits. Mm. Whatever we face, he will help us stay above the load line. Now, you know, I mean, that's I, I, I don't really... I don't care what your belief system is. You know, I mean, I've traveled the world. I've worked with people of all faiths, all bases, no faith doesn't matter. 
But at the end of the day, like you talked about, wherever your center of faith is, um, wherever your anchor points are in that place, you know, <laughs> there was what somebody shared a quote a long time ago that was like, God only gives us what we can handle. God must think I'm a badass. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, that's somewhere old. I, mean, I, that's I disagree time. with that. God gives yeah, you more than it. you can handle. More. Yeah. Because then you have to rest, lean on him. Yeah. And that's yeah. part of like, like, how do you build capacity in relationship? And there's no stronger relationship. I was actually, I, I figured, we might as, I mean, I was read this one of my favorite sections of scriptures in Philippians. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Check this out. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So it's God saying, don't be anxious. Just bring it to me. And then check this out. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So it's saying, like, don't be anxious. And then it says, the peace of God will be with you. And then at the very end, it says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So there's a peace of God and God is a God of peace. And I think you and I and everybody else probably can relate to this is like, we get anxious. Yeah. And for me, the only thing that got me through this last month, I'll be quite honest. It wasn't exercise. It wasn't cold tubs. I woke up in the morning. I went into a, like a room by myself and I just got on my face Mm. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And guess yeah. what? God came through and there were tears. And yeah, when man. he did, I was like fist pumping and like going crazy. <laughs> but it was like, I got to the very edge of like, it's over. Not my physical life, but like something yeah. I was working on. I was like, man. And so like, this whole thing, but guess what? That stretched me, built more capacity, and now I know. Now I know. I have a little time. I need to rest and work. But like, right. to your point, going back to what you said at the very beginning, let's use the month of January to maybe remove some things so we can heal and build. Yeah, I mean, it's like, how do we? You know, I I look at capacity at you know mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And like, those are my blocks. Like, do I, and I mean, you can even drop in, well, I was going to say financial, but I don't want to get into that right now, but you can look at kind of the, the, the aspects of, you know, your humanness or your domains and where do I have capacity and where do I don't? And, you know, and if one area is, is shrinking, but you know, but I feel like I've got a lot more over here, it's going to start to bleed in. Like you can't, you can't be out of capacity in one area mm-hmm. and have, you know, boatloads of capacity in another area. It will start to creep. And, and I think it does in reverse. If I begin to open up more capacity in my, you know, physicality, for instance, if I go out and start to work out more and I feel better about myself, right? What is that doing for me? Now I'm getting more emotional capacity. Now I'm getting more mental capacity. Now I'm getting more spiritual capacity. Or if I, you know, spend more time meditating or mindfulness or prayer or whatever in that spiritual connectedness place. Well, then I may find that inspiration that I need to go out and start working out a little more and building more capacity Mm -hmm. in my physicality. Right. And so I believe that, 
you know, concentrating in an area does bleed into others, but leaving an area untapped is a massive vulnerability because Mm. then I'm going to be running up against things. And so, you know, I think for me this year, that's why January, it's okay, build the capacity because I want to start to bring all these aspects into alignment because oh, for the first time in my life, man, I feel like I can do that, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and it's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, man, I mean, I totally it's uh, I think if, if we take this time to begin to learn and, and train ourselves, because what we do individually, I believe, impacts us collectively. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, look at the work you've done. I mean. Uh, the app you've created at AIM7, and I'm going to write up some about it. We could talk a little bit more about that, right? But uh, but the work that you've done really over your entire life, uh, the work that everyone else is doing, look at what that's bleeding in. Look at how that's shifting, you know, massive groups of people into this space now. Mm. I mean, think about this. You know, look at Huberman. Look at the onset of Huberman. Fifteen years ago, I'd walk in and talk about heart rate variability and you know, <laughs> meditation and, and be laughed out of the room. Right. And be like, you're just selling snake oil and this is bullshit. And but, you know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever is coming out in the, in the book, in the book, I have this, uh, I have this, I, I went through, it was like, you know, what does it look like to get an, get an operator, get a, you know, special operations guy to believe you, what does it take? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but you know, that was that time. Whereas today, like people are like consuming depths of information, scientific data. You know, I mean, I love watching your reels and I tell people all the time, like, Hey, if you want to learn something like follow Huberman, follow Eric Korm, you know what I mean? Like you're in that top line because like the more we understand this meat sack is what I refer to it as. Right. Cause that's simply it. Uh, my consciousness, the Jeff that is Jeff is Jeff. But this meat sack is going to be here for a period in time. Um, and the more that I understand that, the more capability I have to navigate it, right? And because it's really, it's my vehicle right now. And we haven't done a great job at taking care of our vehicle because we didn't fully understand it. And it's just cool. Like, it's cool to have been in this world for the last I don't know, 20, you know, plus years now, as we look back at this and watch this evolution of information and curiosity and exploration of the human system, it's, it's, it, it's cool, man. Mm. And I think the more that we learn that, the more information comes back to us, the more capability we can begin to build within ourselves. But the first capability I think we need to take on is this understanding that, that we need more capacity in all domains of our space. And so that's why I want to start this year off with you and, you know, your wisdom. And, and I think, you know, we're going to learn it. I mean, I think we, you much like me have taken yourself on, right. Mm -hmm. And, and really looked at um, your own path in your own life. And as you've been going through launching this company and building this app and doing these things, and you know, I've I've watched you do this, this stuff in amazement, um, you can also then see what that, what toll that's taking, right? What is the exchange in that effort? And it comes with a cost, but how do you navigate and manage that cost uh, so that it doesn't put you in the red, you know, from a, from a physiological standpoint, which then, you know, impacts everything else. No question. Yeah, man. 
So, well, dude, I wanted to get on and do this, you know, fairly quickly this morning. I'm, we're going to plan, you know, part of my objective in 2024, you know, it's, it's why I created this group called hang with Jeff, right? Yeah. Cause I want to hang out with people more often. I just want to be in community and in conversation and in connection with people a lot more in exploration of how do we become better and how do we support each other more and what do we need to learn to kind of go forward, uh, and one of my plans with Mindset Radio later this year uh, is to actually do more in-person interviews and really uh, get one-on-one. And I, you know, I can't wait to sit and with you and spend spend the day with you, but sit one face to face and just really go into things that you know we talk about whatever. Um, and you know, because I think we, I think we learn best not in the prescriptive component. But we learn best when we can see ourselves in someone else's journey, mm. right? Because what you do today, I can't take your solution and apply it directly to me. You know, I don't have your life. I don't live in your context and in your world or have your background. And so while there are common to all things we need to do, the integration and implementation of that, right, the actual action of that comes in seeing myself in someone else's journey Mm. and really going, Oh yeah, I've done that. I've lived that. And here's that path. Right. And then giving the power to somebody to take some of those components and integrate it into their own life. And that's, Mm. you know, that's what I want to see this year. That's what I'm uh, pushing for this year is just to spend a lot more time with a lot of people, a lot more time with my kids, uh, and just really find a lot more connected space. And so that's why for January, you know, I just want to open that up, open up that capacity and that space to, to, to bring that as the focus rather than the bank account, if you will. I love it. Uh-huh. Man. I yeah, appreciate dude. you, Jeff. I, I took a bunch of notes today. Um, and I'm going to let you know that I'm, I'm about to record something here soon for kind of my, I'm about to hit my 400th episode. Oh wow, sweet man, crazy! I know, and um, I was like, "What? What? You know, what have I really learned in the past 400 episodes?" And really, kind of, I want to blend it with the new year. But it's all, all the best performers that I know kind of all have similar traits. And and what you said today about the capacity uh, trumps capability—that's that is a very profound statement. And um, uh. I think if we all leaned into that a little bit more of, of thinking like it's a certain point you have to, you have to build skill sets, right? Totally. But if you don't, if we don't dig that well, then we're not going to have any water to draw from. So man, I really appreciate you and your friendship. You're just such an awesome guy and I'm, I'm blessed to call you a friend and I'm excited to continue doing this thing called life together. Dude, I'm, I'm excited by it. And thank you for that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that you, have gotten that version of me. <laughs> there may be other people that would say different things, you know, sitting and that's okay. I mean, I've been, listen, I think when you're out of capacity and you're in that state and you're living in that reactive place, uh, it, it breaks things down. And so I'm, you know, on an endeavor to one, heal that with me and then heal that with people around me uh, mm-hmm. this year. Uh, and so I appreciate your friendship, man. It's been more valuable than, you know, brother. Mm-hmm. Thank so, you, man. All right, brother. Well, I, thanks for coming on today. I so uh, I appreciate it. I wouldn't. This is a this is a good way to kick the year off. Let's freaking go, man! That's gonna wrap up today's episode. And thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's conversation and want more, 
You can follow Jeff on Instagram at Mindset06 Actual and on TikTok as Mindset Radio. Also, check out the Mindset Radio YouTube channel as Jeff will be taking everything he's learned over the last 30 years about life, performance, and human behavior into a series of lectures and thoughtful explorations. If you're looking for a like-minded community, then we'd love to see you in our group, Hang With Jeff, where we go deeper into topics like we discussed today with direct support, live Q&As, and a whole lot more. Head on over to MindsetRadio.com slash HangWithJeff. Again, that's MindsetRadio.com slash HangWithJeff. Now, if you're feeling like you could use someone on one attention or direct support, you can always head on over to MindsetRadio.com slash BookMe and grab a slot anytime. That's MindsetRadio.com slash BookMe and grab a slot anytime. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and share. After all, is what makes the world go round. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.